0: Kum le'an, I'm the day after Simchas Toidah. Today's daf is daf Nul Zayin Omer Aleph. In fact, we learned yesterday that Rabbi Kiva Darshan s and that it teaches to include something, Es Hashem Lekech Atira. So Al-Gemara says, Rabbi Kiva said, it comes to include Tamid Echamim. When Yashamim says it includes, it comes to include Toidah. Not only should you fear Hashem, you should also fear his Teder. Not just to have Abbas Taida, but also to have Yiras a teder, to fear the Teder, and so on. So you have to work out what it means to fear the Teder. Not only fearing Mitzvah, but fearing the Teder itself. I guess to make sure that you keep all this manim, if you have a learning, a learning, you should try to make sure you keep it and, um, and be there on time and so on. So we're continuing the mission. The mission is saying that if you are Makadish, a woman with something which is Asa bahano, she is not Mikudish to you. Why? Because you're giving her something of no value. And we went through a number of examples, and as we're going through it, the Gemara is trying to work out, how do you know that this is forbidden to have any pleasure from? How do you know it's Asa Ba'anoah? <laughs> so the Gemara continues. And uh, we are up to the design of the two dots, about 10 lines on the top of the page. The mission then then says egla arufa. That cab that was put aside because you found a corpse. <laughs> that ca- um, we're up to about 10 lines at the top by the two dots. So an egla rufa is which is usually has no value, and you're not allowed to give. So the question is, this egla rufa, the one that decapitated, that could be as a corpse, and you don't know who the who the murderer is. So the closest city has to take responsibility. And then you bring it to the, to the river or to the you know to the hard earth uh, virgin soil um and then you decapitate it. it's how do you know that Egl-Rufa is actually forbidden to have any it says the word copper because we find the word copper over here it says you should forgive the jewish people which is the same word used by carbonus so it's similar to treated similar to us to carbonus which is that it's not only you can eat it you can't have any benefit as well Obviously, you can't eat it because you decapitated. You can't have any benefit whatsoever. The next thing is the We said there are two birds by a metzorah. One is that you will shech. The, the other one is that you dip into the blood of the one that you shechted. You uh, sprinkle it on the metzorah, and then you send it away. So, Minala, how do you know that that bird that you sent away is forbidden to have any hana from How do you know the birds, that the birds are asa bahanah? not the bird, sorry, not the bird you sent away, the bird that you shech, hey, so the bird you know it's away. So the bird that you as will The Taner, Rabbi Shmuel, will have it, may, might have different ways of learning. Here's one way. The Taner, Rabbi Shmuel, the Shiva Rabbi Shmuel learned. Nehmar, it says, we find machshir. The, we find, there's two kinds of kabanas. One kabana is a machshir. It prepares you, it invites you back to Klai, so that not only now are you fully tired, but you can also start eating from kotchen. And then there's another category of Kabbana, which is a Kapara. It's there to atone you for your sins. So Nemah, we find Machshir. We find a carbon Machshir, which is Mechaper That allows you to go back to base HaMigdash. For example, the Ashom, the guilt offering of Metzairah, allows the Metzairah to come back completely. It prepares him. And we also find a Mechapir. All other Kabbanas, Karachatas, all other Kabbanas, not Metzairah or Ashom, are there. You bring it in inside of Beis to atone. And in we find also two kabanas for the outside. We find a machshir on the outside, which is Eglarufa, right? It's brought outside. You find also a mechapir that is outside. Ma machshir mechapir what's the Also, um, just like the, 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 the machshir. The 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 yeah you have the uh, the the uh, what do you call it the bechutz is the egg we just learned is kapir and the machshe bechutz is the is the the pigeons of a which you do outside to allow the child to come back in so we say like this ma machshe just like the 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 the, kabones, the two categories that we talk about are done inside the basement the usher for and all other kabbanahs have exactly the same laws the same thing all those kabbanahs you do outside whether it's prepared like the birds. For the mitzrayim, or, or like the egla rufa are the same. I'll say, but the same laws. And just like we just said, egla rufa can't have any benefit. So too, you can't have any benefit from the bird that you shachted for the mitzrayim. Itma, we learned. a messiah We learned an argument. the birds of a mitzayra, when do they become prohibited? When do they say they become like like kodesh? You cannot, you cannot have benefits from it. Rabbi says, to The moment you shecht it, that's when the the one that you shachted becomes forbidden. And what about the other one? So Rashi seems to be learning, and others that it's it's it never became master. since you, you you're not shechting or anything else, it never became master. Others learn that when you shecht when you shechted the, the 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 one pigeon, the other pigeon becomes more to know that both. Uh, as soon as you shechted, um, sorry, as soon as you it, this one becomes asr, and the other one that you're going to send away becomes asr. When you send it away, and, nobody, and that's when that's one becomes more. The logic in that is, and the other shame is because now you fulfilled its mitzvah, like the shilter says. Now that you fulfilled its mitzvah, you're sending it away; it becomes permitted. The shlokish says no, the moment you bought it, they're also so they're both also. But when you shechted the one bird, that's when that shechita of the one bird does two things. Uh, the shechita no of the bird, but also it permits the other bird that you're going to shew away. Uh, it's a shechita that makes it forbidden. And the argument of the restraining whether the bird that you send away becomes forbidden as well and then mutter or never became forbidden. But it's lucky, he said, It happens the moment you board it. How do I know? Arufa I learned it out from Egl arufa. <clears throat> what do you mean? No, but saying that the Easter does not begin with the moment you're Even while the bird is alive, it's still it's already forbidden to you because you bought it for that purpose. And how do I know that from egla rufa? <clears throat> just like egla rufa, it becomes us as soon as you designate and set it aside. Same thing here. My just like rufa is forbidden as soon as you you, you have it. The bird of the mitzrayim the same thing. Even while it's alive, as soon as you bought it says the Gemara but the Eglarufa doesn't become forbidden when you bought it when does Egl-Rufu become forbidden it becomes forbidden when you start leading it towards the to where to where it's going to find where you're eventually going to decapitate it so how do you know over here when you bought it when does it happen over there I'm to be I heard at the time they cannot remember my friends I thought that the logic is you know when Egl comes out and you lead it down to the So there, so there for that so now we go back to the birds so why do you say by the birds the moment you bought it i, would, I could go back to the shlaki and say one well, one second rufa does not become forbidden the moment you bought it can only forbidden when the moment you bring it down to nachalason so how come when it comes to the, the to the birds of a metseda you tell me as soon as you purchase it after. it shouldn't be forbidden how can you appear it there, there are a few stages. First, you buy it, but then there's another stage prior to the eventual decapitation, as you're leading it down to the Nachal Eshon, which is either the river or the high the ground. Is halchah here also? Me, uh, me, is like, here there's only two steps either when you buy it or when you shech it. So, while it's alive, the only thing that you do is you purchase it. So, we have no choice but to say that it becomes us the moment you purchase it. So, Rabbi Yechon is going to ask a number of questions to the Shlokish. First question, I believe it's the moment you it, that the bird becomes us. You say the moment you bought it. So, that's a question. It says in Posik, um, the bride says as follows. On this Pasik, ziper, to every um, the kosher pigeon, which is pure and uncontaminated, you can eat. What's it comes to teach? You mean every the rabbis to tell you that the bird that was sent away, you are permitted to eat it. Then it says in the pasik, so the following you shouldn't eat. The rabbis is to tell you that an, even though it was shattered properly, you cannot eat it. Now, um, according to me, it makes sense. The pigeon does not become assa, the birth of the, the bird of the messarah does not become assa until you actually shechted. That's what the pastor telling you. Even though you shechted, it becomes us. But you hold that as soon as you purchase that bird, it became us already. So why don't you the tell me that, that after you shafted, it remains us? Of course it's used. It was as even before you you it. We talk about the Mikhail so you can tell me that as soon as the demon's alive is You but tell me after you shafted it that it's as no. Nothing. It makes perfect sense. You know why? Because a lot of animals are forbidden while they're alive, but only when shechted it becomes mutter. We would have thought the same here. Ma'otayim immediately have a kachim, general kachim. The mechayim must see all kachim, and he's consecrated. It becomes usher. It only becomes permitted for the the people the koyanim is only after shechted. I would have thought the same thing applies by the metzerah shchitah The shchitah comes and makes it kosher. That's why we need to possibly to tell you that no, even after shchitah, the bird of the metzerah is know is forbidden. Says so the Gemara, okay. Because says I have another question for you. It says, Shokta. what happened? He the, 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 the that bird for the material, and you found out it turned out to be that it was strife That means that the material could cannot rely on this bird. So what do you do? Because you brought a set of two, one you're going to send away, and one that you um, that you're going to shach. So now that they found that the one that you shachted is no good. So what, what, do you, what do you do? Do you bring a new set of two or you just bring another one to, to Shech in its place? Is All you have to do is bring a, a, another another bird to take the place, a substitute for the one that found treif. And you use the original bird that you But send away. And the first one is permitted with <clears throat> Um, And we're talking about that your Shechit made a treif. That's how we understand the one right now. You made it somehow or another. You didn't Shechit it properly and you made a treif. Now, so they so the, say here you don't have to make a whole new set of two. One, just a subset of If you're going to tell me, if you're going to tell me what, that while it's alive, it was already if us. If, if, so in other words, what happened here? The Shit ruined it. If the ruined it, then as you say, as soon as you bought the bird, you just like to say, as soon as you bought the birds, they both asam. You need shchitter to permit the first bird, but since the bird that you, the second bird that you shachted never um, the shchitter actually ruined the bird. If the shchitter ruined the bird, that means you never shachted. So if you never shechted, that um, they have a problem. You when you bought the two birds, it was a kosher bird, and therefore the other bird became asam both are also known, you need to this the second bird to make the first one permitted. But how can you now, um, and, you, and you're and rooted by shechting it, so bring another bird, how does that help the first bird that you're going to send away? That second bird was not around when you when you uh, bought them in the beginning. So therefore, that first bird that you're going to send away, how does it become mutter by shechting the second bird? This isn't the second bird that came with it, it's not a twin. You have to rebuy buy a new set the we're talking about. that. Not that you ruined it now by it. You found something. You discovered that was treif all along. It was never. It was never kosher in the first place. You found that there was something wrong with intestine. That means it was there from, from before. Um, that already, when you bought it, it was uh, uh, never suitable, and therefore it never became usser. And the, so therefore the whole. You didn't. The whole thing never became us in the first place. <clears throat> the L'chola, it was never Keddish in the first place because you, you only had one bird. A's say come along a that's the third question. It says you have to, when you shecht the, these birds, you also bring a, a hyssop with them and a cedar tree. And, you know, and a red thread. So what happened? Shekhtah, you shekhtah, the bird, but sheloi be'ezah. You didn't do it right. You didn't have these other props with you. You didn't have the e'ezah, the Hits That is the to see the sea sheloi be'ezah, the red, you know, the, 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 the strings. So uh, what happens then? Rabbi Yaakov says, Rabbi Yaakov says that the fact of the matter is you set it aside and you it. it's awesome and if it became us, I ah, you're missing some of the props, so you're missing. Even though you didn't shecht it properly, it's still a and therefore it becomes aser. that bird that you shecht for the material. B'shem says, nothing happened here. Since you shecht it incorrectly, it's as if you never have to it, and therefore it remains mutter. The only argument is limited to since you shechted it not really correctly, do we reckon with that shkito or not? One of them says it's still considered shkito. that nothing happened, and they've done nothing But but everyone holds. Everyone holds that when the whole question here is, is this called shkito or not? In other words, prior to the it was permitted. What makes it forbidden? The shkito. And the question is, do we uh, recognize the shkito or not? So it's not a question on the shluchim. The says when does it become schita? Only when does it become forbidden? Only when as soon as you bought it. And here they're only arguing regarding the stage of schita. But prior to that, obviously is permitted. Says so the shluchim, I acknowledge that, but that's only these two tanoim. Tanoi, but there's other three. them disagree. And that's the one we brought on top of the page. The says It says Machshir as we said before, by the Ashram of the Mitsairah which you bring inside, which prepares the Mitsaira, and then all other kabanas and there's no distinction between the two. But then then you have these these kabanas from the outside, the bird that's from the outside and the eggler roof. Also by khab, have the same status. So too. The, the bird for Mataira is very similar to the Egla Rufa. Also khab, the same thing like the Egla Rufa. What, what do we say about Egla Rufa? That it becomes forbidden while it's still alive. So the birds also become forbidden while it's alive. And Rishwal argues with these other two Tanayakharoshina let's analyze it. the says, every you can eat, you can eat the bird that you sent away. You should eat from them. The other bird that you shechted, you cannot eat. I don't know which one is which. Maybe the other way around, maybe the one that you shechted, that you did something to it. it should be permitted. The one that you didn't shach. It should be forbidden. How do we know which bird the Torah is referring to that's permitted? is one permitted, one forbidden. I know which is which. Amr al-Abyeichen. M'sh'unah b'shem Yichai. Abyeichen has said in the name of Shem Yichai, and even though that's what it says he's like third or fourth person. We don't find that living animals are forbidden. And therefore the bird that remains alive is not forbidden. So you want to know. We don't find living animals forbidden. What about An animal that was set aside, let's say, to be used for a sacrifice about It's forbidden while it was alive. It says in the Pasik that you should run, really beginning, it says, means, so tell you that not all animals can be brought up as a carbon. If an animal is involved in bestiality, you cannot bring it up as a carbon. And then we say also, means, from the cattle, not all the cattle. For example, an animal that was used for a way to Zoro, an animal set aside, it's forbidden. Men- alive. says the Gemara, those are forbidden to be used on the mezbeah, but an ordinary person can use it. He's masculine. I mean, a question. What about uh, Let's say bestiality, an animal that has bestiality with a woman or with a man. The of the witnesses that actually saw that, um, that bestiality was involved. I mean, the animal has to be killed. Is about These animals are alive. I see it's osir. What are you telling me that we know? We never find an animal that's alive and it's osir um, to ordinary people. And therefore, the bird you said that we send away from the material is permitted. But here, this animal is 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 osir to eat, even by an ordinary person. If there were witnesses, they you have to put the animal down. Even if you it, you cannot eat. So that's not a good answer. Because we do find animals that are alive are still forbidden. You're right. There are a couple exceptions. But generally speaking, animals that are alive are not possible to ordinary people. They can eat it. So therefore, the bird that's alive is probably the one that's permitted. The bird that is shakted for the mitzvah is the one that's forbidden. However, there's another answer. It says in posseh, that you should sprinkle, uh, you know, on the on the, on the, the person who was at uh, mitzayir seven times, and then what you do is the shilach, and you send the bird out al p'nei hasadi you send the bird out onto the field. What do you, what do you mean al mean onto the field. What's he trying to teach you here? Just say send it away. Why delineate where send it away? Ma to tell you it's like a field. Just like a field is permitted, This this bird that you send away. The living one is the one that's permitted. To now automatically, the one that's going to be shechted is not permitted. Says the But don't we use this pasuk hasada to teach you another law altogether? we actually the Torah is telling you specifically where to send the bird out to. Is that what the word sud is coming to tell you that it's permitted like a field? I want we need to look at the time. We need for the following. That is Sodom. It says that, well, that you should send it out the field. Don't stand there in Yaffa that has a wall facing the sea. and send the bird away towards the sea. Or be Gavas in a place called Gavas where it has a wall facing the wilderness. a and send it out to the Midbar. bird Don't stand outside the city. and just send the bird away. In other words, you can't just send whatever you want. You're standing in the city. And you're sending it away outside of the wall of the other city. We're sending it to the fields. <clears throat> um, now, so, therefore, we, we need the hasada to tell you exactly what it's saying to the fields. So, how do you learn from the word hasada that the bird is permitted like a field? So, you might be calling it two things. The other one says, let it just say, field. My hasadah, the field. The article, the, we learn two dinim from here. You look too different from here. So some ask you when I ask, if, we, if we're going to take Sada and say, that Sada means literally you have to send the bird directly to a field. So what about other psukim that is, a, for example, climb where it says, also oh, Sada, maybe climb should only forbidden if it's in a field, but if it grows not in a field, but in a potted plant or somewhere else, maybe it should be permitted. And why is it so? Rava says, Rava says, logic. If the tater is, if you're going to tell me the bird that he sends away is one that's forbidden, the bird is Shekhtan permitted, that bird that's been sent away will fly somewhere somebody else doesn't know that it, that it was used from a tater and will Shekhtan need it and without realizing it, they commit an Aveda. The Avesh is not going to um, put, make denim that enables people to do Avedas. That's not how the tater works. Similar logic then is what Chassidus normally says. It's very difficult to understand that the, that shayfer Hashanah, shana lulav on, on, on the first day sukkahs. If we falls on Shabbos, we don't bench lulav, we don't go shafer, because people might carry and 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 uh, and we commit a sin. How can the Torah give us a mitzvah that can cause people to do an abedah? The mitzvah itself is causing someone to do an abedah. How can that be? And then, and then Chum came along had to eliminate the mitzvah of the Torah for that reason. Same similar logic to what Rabbi says, said. The Torah wouldn't put put uh, challenges in our place. Give us mitzvahs that could cause us not a day. So therefore explains the reason why we don't blow shafer on the first day uh Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos or we don't bench Lulav on the first day of Shabbos is because we don't have to. Whatever we're trying to achieve with the Shafer or with the Lulav, Shabbos itself is such a high level of Kedusha that it accomplishes on its own. And then we put it in, in, in play, you know, we use those reasons in, in nigla, But that's the main reason. Because the Torah wouldn't cause us to stumble. Anyway, then the and the Heber, how do you know that? It says that Kodesh So we can dash in the word Kodesh. It doesn't have a vav, as if to say it's like Kodesh, like a carbon, not just holy. Kodesh is holy. Holy is nothing. A person is holy. Kodesh means it's like a carbon. So the hair is like a carbon that's forbidden to have any benefit whatsoever. Um Yeh Kodesh. It wants to be like Kodesh. It should be like a carbon. If you're gonna compare it to a carbon by a carbon, if you can redeem it, you take the kadush away from the animal and exchange it for the money. At the end of the day, even though we we there's no vav there, so we read as if it's a carbon, as if it's a Kurdish, but the fact is we read a Kaddish, and because we read a Kaddish, it's not really a carbon. So not in every respect it's similar to a carbon, And and and, um, and uh, that's why. We say that it becomes awesome, but in that respect, it becomes an forbidden to have any, I but you cannot transfer it for money. The Petechamoid, the firstborn of a donkey, is because is Osabano Naimah, if if you don't exchange it for a sheep or whatever is Nemah, let us say. Maslis is like Rap Shimon, mission of Al Rapsim, the Tanya Petchamoid, Asubano, Rabira Biddle, that a petchamoy is forbidden to have any pleasure. Rapshiman says, Matir. Rapshiman says you could have pleasure from a petchamoid yulana eat well, it's strife anyway, but you can you can have pleasure from the firstborn donkey says no. Our mission is not talking about a case while the while the animals. Lit. That argument is talking about while the roof is alive before you decapitate it. Can you have any hanah from the animal? But everyone agrees. that once you decapitated. You can't have any benefit. Once you did this full mitzvah, you can't have any benefit. And they found that's what I'm just talking about here. After you decapitated, you decided to give that to a woman. You don't have any benefit from meat and milk. Where the say that? You shouldn't cook the milk of a goat with a mother. Three times the trader says it. Why? Once the tell you not to eat it. Once the not have any benefit. even cook. So it must be that. But not everyone agrees to that. Even though that's the halacha. Our mission does not follow the following view says that He said you but He said you could have benefits. it says You are a holy nation to Hashem. And then it says, mm-hmm. So we're comparing the cooking to Am Kaddish Where else do you find the expression Kodesh? Well, it says, possibility regarding that you are people who are holy to me. And therefore, you shouldn't eat you know, meat in the field, that's trait. Um, and you should give it to your dog instead. When it comes to traits, it's limited to You could benefit from trade, but you just can't eat. Same thing, same thing. So therefore, our Mishnah follows the view of Yishmol and not the view of Hashem. The next thing is If you took an animal, that's chulin and you brought it into the base of Mignesh, and you shechted it there, that is forbidden, according to our Mishnah, to eat. It's forbidden to have any pleasure from it. And uh, if you gave it to a woman, you are not uh, you're not uh, Mekutosh. So the Gemara. You didn't give her anything. now, how do you know that? the tailor. <laughs> the says, The tailor says, I want you shali I want you to shake my kabanas, things that belong to me in my area, which my building, which is the base of <speaking in Hebrew> and and for example, you want to consume meat, I want you to check it in your place, away from the base and so if you take a carbon And you shecht it wherever you are It is forbidden not only to eat but to have Because who permitted If you took an animal you set aside for a carbon slump Whatever it is, and you shecht it in your backyard Not only you can't eat it, you can't even have benefit from it Why? Because you're not sprinkling the blood So So do you take one of your animals Which is chulen, and you bring it into my Sanctuary, and you put it on the back It remains not only to eat but also to have Ano are you going to argue? How can I say that? But there is a dist- distinction between the two. If you take a carbon, an animal that was set aside for carbon, and you shecht it outside, then there's your chayiv So maybe if you take one of your animals and you shecht it in the basement, it should be chayiv kares as well. If you're going to compare the two, compare it. If you take an animal chulin and you bring it as midrash, you get chorus. On makra, it says in pasuk, when do you get chorus? Only el pesach oil moil of an animal which is a carbon, and you stood there by the pesach and you didn't, you stood there right opposite the base of English, and you didn't bother bringing it inside. you didn't you didn't bring it inside to bring it as a carbon, and benichlis, and you get cut. You get cut down. So we say, when do you get cut down on the animal that should have been a carbon? You brought it outside, you got carbon undercutters. But if you took and you brought it into the base of which you shouldn't have done because we're comparing it to the, what you did outside, but cutters you won't get. ain't You didn't have beta, but you won't get cutters because it says clean the plastic Only when do you get cutters? If you took a carbon, you brought it outside. But now if you took and you brought it inside, it's just an Easter in the tail. And you have cannot benefit. So so can't, uh, but I don't understand. So at the end of the day, they're not exactly the same. So why can I argue? You know why a carbon, you cannot have any benefit if you shed it in your backyard because you get chorus if you did it outside opposite of the base of So strict. On the other hand, um, if you take Chul, you bring it down to where there's no chorus, maybe also if there's no chorus, there's no Isamana as well. Equal and if you can ask, malish. On your cutters, so how can you compare the two I'll tell you where we learned it from it says three times the word it says three times by it says one part you should by the right from the oil, and it says uh, you place your hand on the animal, and then it said another place you, sh- you should lean on the animal and you should shecht it. Plus, um, you say these are all extra, obviously, but that's what you do with the animal. You bring the base of megal, well, why you have to say three different times and they're all next to each other by shlamim, by and then and it says you know, twice extra. Why have to say three times that it seems to me you should only shecht it in the azara. Because it says the following, it says, this, We're going to have an argument if we eat eaten while they were in the desert. They were permitted to eat general meat for meat consumption. According to Abishmal, the while they were in the desert, any animal that was fit to be brought in as Mizbeh had to be brought in as Mizbeh. Because you're not too far from the base of English. It's only once you come back to Israel and people live far away, I'll allow you to eat and shech it wherever you want. So it says in the Posseg, when you come back to Israel. And will be far away from the base of Midrash. And you I want you to check outside the base of Midrash. So it's a lav that you derive from a mitzvah asay. So the mitzvah to check, but outside the base of Midrash, not in or the Mishkan. That's once you came arrived in Eretz Yisrael. So we learn from here: dafke shechted outside of the of the Mishkan. So laishkutu bazar, but don't it inside. So, therefore, we know clearly from here any animal which is suitable for the mizbekh, you have an, a lab that comes from the say that you're not allowed to shake. Mainly, um, I don't it's an animal that couldn't go on the bear because it's unblemished. How do you look couldn't go on the movement. How do I know that if, un- that if it is blemished? In other words, it's not true for the How do I know you're not allowed to bring it into the bear? You know why I include them? Because she can't mean her, even though it has a blemish, but it's the same kind of animal. It's a sheep, a goat, a cow. Because it's the same animal, it's only because of blemish, therefore it's included in that Avera. You cannot bring chulin into the azari, into the courtyard. How do I know to include even chayas, which a chayyas is something a deer, a kosher animal, but you can never bring it under the Mizbeh? How do I know they're also included? You cannot, if you bring it in, you commit an Aveda. I'm including the chayyas, she be could keep Because at the end of the day, the only way you can eat it is through shchita. So it's similar to a Behemoth, so it comes included in that Aveda as well. How do I know to include birds as well? Because birds you're not allowed to bring onto the, the Mizbeh. How do I know that it's included as well? And not only that. There's no, at least, an tzvi, you have a posse that talks about shchita. So it's similar, to, the, the way to eat it is similar to the animal you bring on the mezbech. But a bird is nowhere in the title mentioned the word shchita. And even those you bring on the mezbech is back, malika, but there's no shchita there. So how do I know that, you, that they, if you bring that into the base of the and and you, and you shech it, you, uh, you commit an avele. So he says here, three times, and we and we know what, forget what we said till now, even though those are good reasons, but we'll use the three psukim. (laughs) So because it says three times, we're going to use the three psukim for all three of them. One of them is for a chaya, one of them is for a bird, and one of them is that you're not allowed to even eat it if you shech it. Even if shekht, you're not allowed to eat it, I, I learned chayek, because the logic, true, but there's a pasuk as well. Always we said was, if there's no pasuk, I would know from logic. But the bottom line is, if you're shekht, the Torah tells you that you cannot eat it. I would have thought you could, because Abayya in Gemara Timura says, Kal de things Hashem said don't do. But if you do it, it's effective. So I would have thought, okay, now I'll bring an animal to the base if it's not a carbon. But if you did it, it should be all right. So the Torah says no that you, you should know that you're not allowed to eat this. Um, yeah, that's what, how do I know that? Because it says, When can you eat it? Only with can it away from the base of English. You can only eat it if it's away. But you cannot eat in a close place. So coming to exclude, if you take an animal and you bring it, you cannot eat it. So here you learn out that that was in the Azara, I am, um, you're not allowed to eat. okay, so we need go back again to the whole the whole cycle again. So little dream, the only animals that could be brought to the base of biggest, you're not allowed to eat. So first we learned that you're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to shecht. Then we're trying to learn now. Okay, if you did shecht it, how you know you're not allowed to eat it? So we're saying it says there an animal that you could have uh, um, that you could have burned in the base of midrash, but you brought it outside. Then you should not. If it's not a carbon, don't bring in the base of midrash. And if you do, you cannot eat it. Only kiryicha mikha markim is the to can eat it. So now we're going to go through all the same thing again. That we're going to learn out that you, any of anything else. Which is similar, you can't if you bring it into the base of Migdish and it's not really a carbon, you should not be able to eat it. So, how do you look so? the says, hey, animal that can be al How do I know to include a baal an animal with a blemish, that you cannot put him in the back? So, the same thing, it's the same kind of animal, it doesn't matter, if blemish or not, you cannot, uh, eat it if you shut it because it's the same method of eating, enabling you to eat. Okay, therefore, if you bring it into the base of can you cannot, if you you cannot eat it. No one even I know birds as well. It's the same thing. The three psukim teaches you even a bird where there's no shechite in the Torah also. <clears throat> okay, now I'll go to the next step. All I know is you cannot eat it. But how do I know you cannot have any benefit? Because we're trying to explain our mission. Our mission says if you gave a woman a chulim and you in the base of Middush, she's not makudish because it's forbidden to have any pleasure from it. So you're not giving her anything of value. How do I know that? So we're going to go through the same thing again. You shouldn't check. But if you did check, they give it to the dog. It says in the passing there that you should throw to the dog. It's talking about here that if you shech a mother and there's a, a baby calf, let's say in the womb, it's called a ben pakua, and you don't have to shech that baby because automatically that baby becomes permitted as well. The shechit of the mother also carries over to the shechit of that baby. What happens if the if that baby calf stuck its hand out while you, you know, you're it? So it's not included inside the animal. So it left the mechitzah, the confines of the animal. That hand is forbidden to be eaten. So we're saying that like, only that if it's not inside its mechitza, its domain. Uh, you, even though you cannot eat it, you can have pleasure. But if you have something else, that the problem is it went the wrong side of the domain. For example, you took an animal that should have been nishacht in your backyard, but you brought it into the past of the mechitzah, of the confines of the base of the Mishka, of the and you brought it inside to the Mizbech, that not only is it forbidden to eat, you cannot even have benefit. You cannot throw it to your dog. Only you throw have to You cannot throw That's how you know that it's forbidden to have any benefit. My Yehuda, met, we'll just finish in the doorway of the house of Rabba. They said, "Look, we learned in the Brayser. Tanya, we learned the following: Hamikadesh bepetachamor. We learned the Brayser that argues that Mishnah. If you, if you, if a man gave a woman a petachamor, the first-born of a donkey, or b'basam chalav meat and milk, or chulin chazara chulin zara. Rabb Shimon says, 'Mikadeshes could be raised before petachamor.' He says is permitted to have benefit. B'basam uh, chalav, we already had opinion that says the b'basam chalav is a, you're permitted to have benefit. Rabb Shimon and as well, and chulin." <clears throat> That you brought into this base of Migros, holds you allowed to have benefit from, and the Chachamim says, "Einam a kodesh, shenam you not have any benefit from any of these three." Alma, we see clues from here that chulin shenishchut de bazara, that Rabsheym loved and I says not mahatayra. If you can have benefit, now there's two ways of understanding when you say chulin in the azara is not mahatayra. Either you learn it's not mahatayra at all, or uh, at all. But it's still asamadura Rabbanon, or it's totally permitted? Well, if you learn it's totally permitted, it makes sense that according to Abshiman, you can give it to a woman. But if it's still asamadura Rabbanon, something which is asamadura Rabbanon, how can you give to a woman and be makadishah? We learned in the Marab we already mentioned yesterday that if you makadish a woman with khametz, and um, uh, an hour before the Taita says it's forbidden, but the Marabbanan has forbidden, you cannot have, you can't, she's not makadishah at all. So you, you, you know, if it's asamadura Rabbanon, you still didn't give her anything of value. So one answer is, um that Khamitz is connected to an Easter of the Torah. Wait one more hour, it's to, to matayda, So it's much more stringent, and that's why you cannot give it to her as Kedushin. Here, if Chulun is there's no Avera matayda to bring Hulin to the base only with Rabbanon, then there's no drama whatsoever. Then there's no problem um, all because it's Mahatayda, it's it's recognized as Kedushin. And others say, No, you're right, he gave her nothing of value, but she maybe received something of value. It's not, not us. Oh, okay, we'll talk about it soon. about Ramino a question. Rabshimna says, so we have one answer we just said, in addition to the answer we gave yesterday. Rabshimna so says, Rabshimna says, that was found in the you should burn. In other words, we have sometimes things which are forbidden to have any, any, any benefit or anything else, we tell you to bury it. And sometimes we tell you to actually burn it, like rabbanon. We say you have to burn it. Chumis and Pesel say we you, have to burn it, like Rabbi says. Um, now, um, when if it's something that's only us and abundance so some we're strict. We say just bury it. If it's something that's us awesome, and atayla, sometimes we're unhappy just burying it. Then we would much more machme. We say you have to burn it. Why do you have to burn it? Because even though um, you know we make gazerus, and the reason, and we tell you to bury it, because otherwise people see you bringing a carbon. If let's say it's people see you taking this animal and 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 uh, and uh, it? And, and burying it. Um, what do you call it? It would be let's say If if people would see you take this animal and you are burying it, they, they don't know what happened. They think it's a carbon that let's you do did something wrong with it, and you are burying it, they'll think oh, all you are buried. So we're very worried. So we tell you, you know what? You have to go ahead and and uh, and burn it. But if you're going to tell me, let's say a chaya, nobody's going to mistake a chaya that, oh, maybe you um, there's a carbon that went wrong and you are only bearing it. Because everyone knows a chaya cannot be a carbon. So what, why in the world are we machmed and we say that you have to burn it? That in itself that we are machmen, and you have to burn it, it must be because mahat toida. It's also the same Rav Shimon holds that mahat Taida, you're not allowed to bring the animal into the base of the So why is it on the bottom? And the same thing a chaya, why do you have to burn it? that's what Shimon says but if, if it's only awesome why do you have to be so worried you know um that you're going to be so much to burn it ishtiko they were quiet they didn't know how to answer how do we reconcile of shimans and why burn it also the comment that i came to him he made the following expression he said those people like to argue and they ask you the question how ask you know we here we in trefer Rab Shimon, that says here, that if you gave a woman a chulin that you shechit in Azorah, she's mekudosh, he holds that maybe chulin is us and, and But the reason why he holds if he gave it to a woman, is We're talking about a case here, you took the chulin, chulim, you shechit it, but it turned out to be that it was treif. And Rab Shimon holds that if you shechit it, Rab Shimon is consistent with his view. And um, he says that um, if you shechit improperly, then it's not called shechti. So it's, it's as if you never shechted the animal in, inside the base of midrash, and and therefore all the penalty is not considered chulin that shechted nazara that is because it's not a shechti. You never shechted it, and therefore you never shechted it. It's never became aser, and that's why he gave it to a woman. But Shimon says that a hashecha animal. And but you didn't know was straight for the time only later on zev chulin so the first Hannah holds well you still committed a sin because it because you you made a shkitten but Rav Shimon says it's mutter why is it mutter because it's not recognized as a shkitten Rav Shimon says mutter and the chamim is asis. so Rav Shimon holds that chulin bazor is forbidden but he says that you gave it to a woman why is it mutter is because you didn't shecht it probably became trade for something else. Okay, continue tomorrow, Mitz Hashem, seven o'clock.